Welcome, my friend. You are exactly where you need to be right now. It is not an accident that our paths have crossed. I'm confident that you're here because you are wanting more out of life. Are you ready to live your life with purpose and intention? Are you wondering how on earth to pull it all together? How exactly do you turn your ordinary days into extraordinary days? Girl, let me show you how to stop facing the day ahead and start faithing it. Join me, Sarah Elizabeth, each episode as I encourage and motivate you to place unwavering faith in the direction Christ will lead you and surrender yourself to His vision for your life. He's custom-designed a life for you beyond your wildest dreams, and I want to help you discover all that He has planned for you to experience. Together, let's put God into the driver's seat of your life. Let's go. It's time to faith your day. Welcome in, my beautiful friend. Look at you go hitting play and tuning in. It's a good move that you just made because I have an episode for you that is going to make you say, hmm, did she write that just for me? And you betcha. It's reaching your ears in this moment because, girl, the good Lord knows exactly what you need to hear today. I've titled this week's episode of the Faith Your Day devotional podcast, Don't Look Back. We'll start today, as we always do, with our Faith Your Day declaration to get us into that headspace that we need to fully receive this day of life. Jesus, thank you so much for loving me in the way that you do. You designed me on purpose for a purpose. I want to live to my full potential today with a mindset that honors you and a soul that seeks to know you better. Jesus, I know that you are the way, the truth, and the life, and I ask you to guide me and reveal to me what it is you want to show me here, have me experience here, and learn from this season. Help mold me and shape me into the best version of me. I will live today as your vessel, ready to receive your word, respond to your promptings, and pour out your overflowing love to those all around me. Please allow your thoughts to become my thoughts, your ways to become my ways, and your will to become what I truly desire. Jesus, if you are in it, I want it. And if you are not, I don't. I choose to faith this day of life. I am so grateful to be your girl. In Jesus' name, amen. Ever have those moments where you reminisce about how life used to be, about how times gone by seem so different, so much easier, so much more enjoyable, and maybe even so much more fun? Are you afraid that your best days may already be behind you? that your most exciting seasons have already been lived? Are the kids growing up too quickly or maybe they're already out of the house and you're on your own and you would give anything to go back to those sweet little days of babies? Have you and your spouse drifted and you'd love to go back to those honeymoon days? Are you on the backside of your career now and feeling like, you're in a bit of a rut and you'd love to experience the excitement of being that new employee and learning the ropes all over again. Maybe things are feeling mundane and too ordinary and you want to go back somewhere to before right here, right now. 
Maybe for you, it's a different type of longing. Maybe the longing for the familiar has got you and the longing for what was comfortable is what you're desiring now. The times you'd go back to because you'd know what to expect and what to do there. The blessing of hindsight can often become a burden when we look back and compare what was to what is. My sister, Jesus has a message for you today, and it's that he doesn't want you longingly looking back. He wants you to know and believe that your best days are still right out in front of you. He wants you to understand that if you are following him, you have absolutely nothing to worry about. And that if you are on the path that he has made, then you don't want to be looking back because you are going to be missing all of the glory that is still ahead. In the book of Genesis chapter 19, we learn about the destruction of the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. The people of Sodom and Gomorrah were living so sinfully that God decided to destroy both cities and the people living within them with fire. Lot, who was the nephew of Abraham, was living in Sodom with his wife and two daughters. You see, Lot was a righteous man. So two angels appeared to Lot one day and warned him to get his family out of the city because they were about to destroy it completely. In Genesis chapter 19, verses 15 to 17 from the New Living Translation, we read, At dawn the next morning, the angels became insistent. Hurry, they said to Lot, take your wife and your two daughters who are here. Get out right now, or you will be swept away in the destruction of the city. When Lot still hesitated, the angels seized his hand and the hands of his wife and two daughters and rushed them to safety outside the city, for the Lord was merciful." When they were safely out of the city, one of the angels ordered, run for your lives and don't look back or stop anywhere in the valley. Escape to the mountains or you will be swept away. And only a few short verses later, in Genesis 19, verse 26, we read, But Lot's wife turned back as she was following behind him, and she turned into a pillar of salt. I can't help but wonder if there are multiple layers of things we can learn from this story. And considering it is God's word, the easy answer there is, of course. Of course, there are many things we can uncover from this. And at first look, we might think it was super unfair that this became the fate of Lot's wife that God would do such a thing to someone who made a seemingly simple error in judgment. I think, though, if we look deeper, we can see that her fate can help us learn a couple of key lessons, that her error can help us to avoid similar errors in judgment that ultimately could lead to a metaphorically similar outcome for us, having us stuck. And first, I can't help but wonder why salt? Why a pillar of salt? Why not 
stone as an option. We often hear that in stories and fairy tales, right? That somebody has turned to stone. So why did God choose salt? And my best thinking is that he is trying to show us the danger of trying to preserve our past by longingly looking back upon it. You see, salt is used as a preservation agent. If you've ever had pickles or beef jerky or anchovies, you know that salt is an important part of this preservation process. The salt helps to prevent bacteria from growing, bacteria that would otherwise spoil the food. Salt is necessary to allow the food to last for months or years, and sometimes even decades at a time. And my sister, I think that us seeing a woman turned into a pillar of salt when she looked back from where she left is a fantastic reminder of how when we try to preserve what we had, when we try to go back to relive those days that we are familiar with or those times that we seem to enjoy the most, or we longingly wish we could relive that season that's gone by, then we also are at risk of preserving our progress, preserving our potential, and preserving our future, and not in the good kind of preserve way. We will risk preserving it at the expense of growth, similar to how salt prevents the growth of living organisms in food. Our looking back prevents us growing into all that God has created us to be. It prevents the growth of us living the days ahead that God has already laid out for us. And secondly, I think it's really key that we remember that not only did she turn to salt, but that she was essentially frozen in time, stuck in that place. You know, we always can go back to that story and she's still there, stuck in that place and forever unable to walk into the fullness that God had for her. Lot's wife died right there. She perished. She was frozen in time, stuck there, looking back upon a city that she was familiar with. And ironically, it just so happened to be a city so full of sin that it was being destroyed because of it. And I'm sure that there are times that if you were to go back to, they would also have you stuck stuck in a place that is not your best, stuck in a rut that you know you need to move out of, stuck in habits and choices that would not be pleasing to Jesus. And I think that Lot's wife being eternally dead in place shows us what looking back longingly on our past can do to us. When you look back in remorse or you look back and feel desire for what once was, You are allowing yourself to be back there, to be trapped and stuck there in a time that has passed and trapped in a place that you were meant to travel through. You see, I don't think God is suggesting that it's wrong of us to remember, to recount, to relive, to savor what was. I think through the blessing of our memories, our photos, and our past, we can honestly take pleasure and feel great gratitude looking back on where we have come from and looking back on those people who have walked along the way with us. 
God doesn't want you to forget, but he wants you to remember the right way. He wants you to continue moving forward while you reminisce. You might have people in your life who you love dearly who are no longer with you, no longer living at home, or no longer able to be a part of your life in the same way that they once were. And God does not want you to forget them, but he wants you to understand that in his plan, in the in his grand scheme of how all of this goes, they were only ever meant to be there in that way for that season. We don't always understand the changing seasons and the way that God lays out the seasons, but we have to trust that he knows what he's doing. And life is full of changing seasons. That's part of our journey. You have seasons of babies and seasons of kids Seasons of teenagers and seasons of being a newlywed, seasons of growing old together, seasons of maybe grandchildren and seasons of growth, seasons of change, seasons of loss, seasons changing all the while knowing that Jesus is walking through all of them with us. Going back to Lot's wife, it's interesting that we don't ever hear about her again in the Old Testament. And in fact, we only ever hear about her one other time in all of Scripture. And it's in the New Testament, in the book of Luke, chapter 17, verse 32, when Jesus himself mentions her. Jesus says three words, remember Lot's wife. If you are looking for some Bible trivia today, this is the second shortest verse in all of Scripture. Remember Lot's wife. The other interesting thing about this verse is that out of the approximately 170 women ever mentioned in the Bible, this is the only time Jesus tells us to remember one of them. He doesn't tell us to remember Eve or remember Sarah or remember Rebecca or Ruth And he doesn't even tell us to remember his own mother, Mary. But he tells us to remember Lot's wife. Why? Why her? A woman who we don't even know her name. She's only ever known as Lot's wife. A woman who ended up having died because she didn't do what she was told. She looked back. Why? Would Jesus himself warn you and I to remember her? My friend, he wants you to remember her because she looked back upon times gone by with a heart full of longing. She looked back upon what once was, wishing she could go back there again and be there again. She looked back upon a place that she was familiar with and didn't want to look forward into what was unfamiliar. She looked back on the memories and not forward into her future. She tried to hang on to a season that was already past, tried to grip onto times that had already gone by. And my sweet, sweet sister, Jesus is warning you not to get stuck doing the same. He doesn't want you to try so desperately to preserve what once was that you delay your progress. He wants you to recognize that looking back 
is a way that the enemy will get you, that the enemy wants you convinced that all of what has already passed is what's best in your life and that you need to spend time in the past reliving all of that and reminiscing so much that he wants you to miss out on what's to come. But Jesus doesn't want you to yearn for times gone by when he has so much ahead still to show you. He knows that if you look back, trying desperately to hang on to what once was, trying to grip onto what has passed, and trying to hold on to a time that is now gone, that you, like Lot's wife, will get stuck there, preserved in the past. Jesus didn't say, forget the good times, forget what once was, forget those you've lost. No, he didn't say forget. He said to remember Lot's wife. Remember what happened to her. Remember how she chose to remember by looking back with longing. She looked back with a heart that wanted to go back. And that desire, that yearning for something that wasn't possible is what got her stuck. It's what ended her journey. Savoring the wonderful memories of the past while you continue to move forward is how Jesus wants you to remember, my friend. Cherishing the times gone by while you step into times ahead. Being so dang grateful for the blessings that were as you walk into the blessings to come. So girl, don't look back in the wrong way. Look back in the way Jesus wants you to. Not with longing, but a heart full of gratitude. Remember Lot's wife. My friend, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join me. I hope that hit you with all the feels today with just knowing that God's got so much more for you. And, you know, just like it would be really unsafe to drive your car looking out the rearview mirror or with your head turned back, looking out the back window, seeing what's gone by, you're going to not only miss what's to come, but you're in danger of ending it right there. So, you know, it's that just that mindset of the right way to look back with a heart full of gratitude, not longing, not wishing you could go back, but just being grateful for what was the seasons that have gone by And life is just full of changing seasons. So whatever season you're in, I want you to just be present here for it. My friend, this season is going to go by, whether it's one you love or one you can't wait to move through. This too will go by. This will be a season you one day look back upon. I love the line that says, wherever you are, be there. Just be here for it. It's going to go by in the blink of an eye, my sister. My friend, you know, I will be back here again next Tuesday with something new to share, and I invite you to join me. I wish you all of God's blessings from my heart to yours. Bye for now.